Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. Setting aside that fleshliness that we all, you know, we, we're all in the same boat. I mean, every single one of us, but, but allowing God to do that work in us, allowing the Holy Spirit to do that, that deep transformational work that He wants to do. The Bible says, put off the old man. Put off. There's something that you and I can do there. He will give us the grace to put it off and to actually work on Oneness. We should never use the unique personalities God has given us as an excuse for our sinful habits. If you've been saved, you've been born again, and all you are is subject to the cleansing work of Christ in you. In today's message, Pastor Robert will show us how to walk in unity when we are so very different from one another. Well, let's join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. who represented Jesus to them, their youth leader or their dad or somebody chose selfishness over love. And a kid knows when that happens. An unbeliever knows when that happens. Everybody who doesn't lie to themselves, they can tell. Part of why we say this is we don't want you to think that to live in love means that you lie to yourself. To be discerning doesn't mean that you become stupid or to be loving doesn't mean you have no discernment. What it means is that you use your discernment for intercession instead of for accusation. Because things are imperfect, they always will be. So these kids saw somebody abuse, they would, have a, a, they would put on the Christian show and, and go do what we do, but then they would go home and live something entirely different. And those kids are the ones that turned their back. It had nothing to do with intellectual reasons. It had everything to do with love being betrayed. Does that make sense? And so that power we all have, there's somebody looking at all at us. And, and they're seeing, is this for real? And it doesn't matter what you say, they're going to smell if this is love or if it's selfishness. And it's really the two options, I think. I really think that's, that's what they are looking at us. Are you just saying it? Maybe so somebody would think you are something specific. Are you doing it for you? Or love, are you loving in a way that lays your life down for the sake of somebody else? A dog knows the difference. A child knows the difference. They can feel it intuitively. And you know the difference too. So don't think that this means that you need to stop discerning it. But precisely when you see that, choose love. Especially when you come out against something that's false. Be real. But be the real with the Jesus that's you that is real. Instead of the flesh in you that is real. Does that make sense? The flesh is real. Being real doesn't mean you give the flesh free reign. It means you acknowledge it's there and you're like, oh Jesus help me. 
Let me do what you would want to do because that is also real and it is more powerful than love. In the end, that's what will stand when all has passed away. And that's huge because so often we want to use our flesh and, you know, being, being real and not being a hypocrite. We, and and we, we use that as a cop-out. We use that as an excuse to be carnal. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it. That's just the way I am. Well, no, I don't have to deal with that. You could grow up. How about that for an idea? Right? You see what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm Italian. Well, so what? I'm from Georgia. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? I'm a Christian now. Yeah. Right? A new creature in Christ, according to the Bible. That doesn't mean that it's like, okay, so, you know, we're expecting perfection. No, no, but what we're talking about here again is dying to self, right? And, and setting aside that fleshliness that we all, you know, we, we're all in the same boat. I mean, every single one of us, but, but allowing God to do that work in us, allowing the Holy Spirit to do that, that deep transformational work that he wants to do. The Bible says, put off the old man, put off. There's something that you and I can do there. He will give us the grace to put it off and to actually work on oneness. One of the ways that it, that it got to me as a young guy, struggling financially and, you know, working two jobs. We were starting the church and and not really making ends meet, not really getting by, and and uh, the the pressures of the church just getting started, and and sometimes there wasn't money for the, you know, wasn't money to pay the church's rent, you know, let alone money to pay our rent, you know, it was that kind of thing, and and then I would I would see, um, well, I would come home and and find the milk sitting out on the counter with the top off. And I realized, okay, <clears throat> been there for a while, and I would get really angry over waste. And one day the Lord showed me that, yeah, but that's because you don't trust me and you're being selfish. At the bottom of it all, that's true, isn't it? Because it, it impacts me. You know, I see it as something that impacts me. That, you know, I'm, I'm here working hard, trying to earn money, trying to support the family, and you don't care. You're just leaving the milk out on the counter. And, and it wasn't true. She did care. It wasn't that she didn't care. It was that she had a lot on her plate at home. And, and there, there was this realization that, wait, wait a minute, I'm, I'm willing to destroy her over money. Really? And there was, you know, just that deep conviction that, no, no, she's much more valuable. My children are much more valuable than things or money or, but sometimes it's necessary to actually, again, make that deliberate, it's like, you know, what's true here? What am I valuing here? What are my priorities here? Is my priority that the oneness with my wife and the, the unity within the family, or, or is it having more money and more things and nicer stuff? And is my priority for the church 
that everything clicks and when people walk in, they're so impressed with the program that we put on? Is that the priority or, or is it actually you guys? Is that the priority? That's supposed to be a no-brainer, right? But in reality, it's not for most of us. Conflict is not a sign of love. It's actually usually a sign of selfishness. It's a sign of, of our flesh at work. It's a sign of, of passion. And that's not always the case, but it usually is on one side or the other, right? And sometimes on both. Whenever you have two people with personalities and, and flaws, which all of us have, you know, you're going to have conflict. But we can solve it in love or we can compound it in the flesh. And the Bible actually teaches us how to deal with it. it. gives us some really, really clear instructions. Matthew 18, verse 15, Jesus dealt with it directly. Matthew 18, 15, Jesus said, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. And that's the objective. It's not to show him how wrong... It's not to convince him how horrible he is. It's not to show him that you're holier or that you're better or that you have it together and he needs to figure it out. No, it's to, to maintain the relationship. It's that the relationship would be restored. It says, if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean you never speak to him again? No, that's not what it means. Because we're commanded in Scripture even to love our enemies, right? Even to do good to those who spitefully use us and hate us. No, but what it means is, if this person is so obstinate and so completely, you know, rebellious and... and wicked in their behavior that, that they won't even listen you know, to, the, to the larger group of believers, well, then at that point, don't pretend with them that they're actually living as a Christian. Because ultimately, the goal is still to win them back. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.